of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. No, for sure. Uh, KP was, is hungry and excited to be here uh, and knows how important he is to this team and, you know, what we need him to bring each and every night. And, uh, you know, it's a sense of pride that we, everybody has to have on defense, right? We got some all-NBA defensive guys on this team, some guys that are capable of making that team. Uh, and essentially, you don't, you know, you, you, want, you don't want to be like the slouch out there, right? And uh, KP is definitely holding his own, and everybody individually wants to hold their own on defense so we can be better as a unit. Um, and, you know, that's just a pride thing and effort. How are you? It's KJ in for Rich Keefe here on WEEI 617-779-7937, text line 37937, 30 minutes away from Celtics tip-off. And that's Jason Tatum talking about, well, watch this, because people have been talking about this with the Celtics, especially what, what happened last year, the 120 points a game, defense. Now, for those of you who remember me screaming from the top of the hilltops last year, you need front court scoring. In defense. And you got it for Przingis. And let's just call it what it is. The Celtics are, are, are legitimately, legitimately, maybe, the second best team in the NBA, in the East. In the East. I, I still, I think what I saw from Milwaukee last night, I think that was a bit scary as well. Because, like, Giannis completely handed over the ball to Dame Lillard. But Tatum... I, I here's where I really appreciate the acquisition of Porzingis in that Knicks game. After I got over my frustration of like how you inbounding the ball to the wrong guy, this is not bitty ball. Once I got through that, then I realized something that I was like, wow, you really didn't see this last year. Somebody else other than Tatum or Brown, guys who are like smaller, if you will, turning the ball over to a big guy, closing time to win a game. Now, granted, it was a three-point shot that Persingas hit, but still, there was a lot of defense going on. Dude had eight rebounds. I, I mean, it, 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 it's what I thought the Celtics needed, and they got it. Now, John Lyons, a couple weeks ago, when we discussed like what were the big games of the year, I was like, oh, tonight, game eight. Now, I, I fully believe the Celtics win tonight against the Heat, and we'll talk to my buddy J-Rod. Jim Rodriguez in Miami will talk Fitz. Uh, we'll talk to Pats and Finns. We'll also talk to Heat game tonight as well. It feels like it's a Miami weekend. Stiz, how are you, my man? I'm all right, KJ. How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing pretty good, and I know people are going to be doing better because I have the sickest parlay coming at 7:45. Oh, win me some money, baby. 3.8 million sound good? Yeah, I think I could make that work. That's at 7:45 for weekend games, college football, NFL slate. 7:45. Back to the Celtics. If there was a concern that I had going into the season, just as loud as I said you needed front court help, is who's going to help on the bench? And that that's that's an issue. Peyton Pritchard, yeah, the big deal, and I've said I think Peyton Pritchard has been signed to this deal because if it doesn't work out, four points, 11 minutes over three from three, minus eight and plus minus, that he may be an asset that you can flip towards the trade deadline to get a missing piece, whatever that missing piece may be, 
I think it's either going to be bench scoring, which is happening now, or bench scoring, which isn't happening now. So if you're right, and and, and 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 the team is figuring some things out. So I know just the same way that I'm not going to be like, oh my god, the Bruins lost last night. I'm not going to be like, oh my god, the Celtics are in trouble, even though they they haven't lost a game. I'm just looking down the road and trying to figure out where the team can find even more success. Let's just say Przingis is that guy, and everybody knows as long as he can stay healthy, I think everything's fine. That just hasn't been the story in his career, okay? Jalen Brown, I am concerned because one of the things I thought was, hey, there might not be enough basketballs with these new acquisitions between Porzingis, Tatum, Brown, and Drew Holiday can give you points. Now, that's not the most important thing he can do. He's four for ten. You're not sneezing at that. In fact, if anything, you say, hey, Derek White kind of made up for that by going for four for six. But Jalen Brown, I am concerned. Because if things don't work out or if they don't mesh as well, and I don't think we'll have the the, the November Celtics that we had from a couple of years ago when M.A. was here, I do wonder if, if, if a confidence level kind of goes out on, on my way over here. I was thinking, like, you know, remember when, and I hate to use the Bulls as an example here in Boston, but you remember when Scottie Pippen suddenly had to kind of take on more and Tony Kukoc got thrown in the game for a final play and Pippen wouldn't go in. I'm not saying that Jalen Brown is that far just yet, but you almost could feel that energy that, hey, when it was the Tatum and Brown show and everybody, the most dynamic duo in the league, they're this, they're that. Now a lot of the conversation is, wow, look what Porzingis can do. Boy, Drew Holiday is tough. He's going to be tough on those guards in the league. Man, Derek White, I if you give me a list of 10 guards in the NBA, the best defenders, Derek White is going to be within that top five or six. And then you get to Jalen Brown. And that's the concern that I have, especially in the NBA with the current superstar, wants to be the superstar. Now, of course, if you look at the Andre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton situation, right? A little unhappy. They had to wait a year before they could deal him because he had just signed his Supermax. You almost wonder... Is this what we may be looking at with Jalen Brown? Right? Like, think of all the people that have been on the air joking about him dribbling to the left or or putting up that that, that video of him practicing at the facility or next door. You might say at some point, you know what? You guys can have it. You'd get a great haul in return. I could go be the alpha male there, wherever I go. I don't want to see him go, but if there's one thing I look at, it's 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 like a parent with kids, right? You get let's say you got one kid, and it's usually like my, I think me, my brother, and my sister, right? So my brother took calculus. Me, I'm the one that's taking like business math with pictures. It's, that's just kind of give you the the structure of it, right? Okay. So my brother, he's an orthodontist. He's done well. He served in the service. You don't expect to have to have a lot of conversation with him about what he's doing. Let's call him. The Jason Tatum of the family. You know what you're going to get from him, right? Then my sister, track star, intelligent girl, about a year older than me, never causes any problems, just seems to be consistent. We'll call her the Christoph Persingas of my family, right? And then there's me. I'm kind of like, I might have something to say. Uh, I might say it out of the way you don't like. 
I might get caught up in some things that might have you have a discussion about me that has nothing to do with what I do. The Jalen Brown of the family. Sometimes you have to find your path going other places, being yourself. Right now, I just hope that Jalen Brown could get to being himself. I think it's going to happen. But knowing me and the structure of my family, damn, how many cities have I walked in? I'm kidding. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ in for Rich Keefe tonight. Um, I got my, like, look, I'm going to, like, Stiz, you're going to be shocked. But I will be eating crow live on the air about all the things I've said about Mac Jones Ooh. just because of one week. I, I've Coming got around. The, I, I don't say that. I'm just saying that because I'm not one of those type of people like, I'm going to dig my feet further in the sand. I'm just going to let you know, like, okay, I'm going to eat crow for a de- for about five minutes on Mac Jones. That's coming up here on WEEI. So with the matchup tonight with Miami, and I'll talk to my buddy J-Rod a little bit further, it, it, it feels like Miami is one of these people, these, these teams, it's like every, all of them on their team are like my sister. They're all consistent. You know, they're not the superstar, but everything they do right, and when you turn around, they've got the right grades. They do everything they're supposed to do. Even if, and I'm not saying this about my sister, but even if they don't have all the shiny tools that everybody has. I mean, my goodness, you would say, oh, they, they just beat Detroit by a point. I'm thinking, well, Detroit's got all those young bodies running around and everything. These guys, like, it probably smells like a lot of liniment. And they still get the job done. And that's why, in a weird way, I feel like tonight may play out, a, have a feeling a little bit of, of, of like a game eight from last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Because if you're saying, okay, yeah, we got Porzingis, we got Tatum in here, Brown's going to turn it around, we got Drew Holiday. I mean, let's not be honest, fan base. How would you feel if the, if the Celtics lost to the to the Heat tonight? Then their rationality really kicks in. I'm like, hey, I was only they're only one and one, but I think they win tonight. There's some guys who are game time decisions, including uh, uh, Caleb. <laughs> uh, Caleb. So when you've got that going, you're like, okay, as long as this guy's not in the way, we'll be fine. Caleb Martin, game time decision, but he'll probably play. But if Jimmy Butler finds himself going off or Bam Adebayo is able to get into the chest of Christoph Porzingis, look, nobody is calling anybody to say that Miami is a favorite. They're not. But they weren't last year either. And they seem to be kind of this pebble in the shoe. You don't think the NBA knew what they were doing, scheduling this as game two. They're like, okay, go down to New York, get warmed up. The people in New York, they'll be all lathered up. They'll get that L in New York because, you know, I mean, let's just call it what the Knicks are. You know, they're just, <laughs> they would be like the version of me who doesn't do any work. And then game two, we're going to give you the nemesis that's been in your face for the last two years. I think everything will work out tonight. I think. But if it doesn't, then the questions start to, to seep in a little. I, I know it's only going to be the second game, but they kind of would seep in. If you can't beat Miami and you don't see them again until January. Like the idea is you're like, we got to see these guys again like next week. But what I've liked so far is the defensive effort, the spreading of the ball, the control of the backcourt by Drew Holiday. There are no mistakes back there. You don't feel like, what are they doing? There's no hero ball at the 1-2 spot. That's great. That's great stuff. 
I do wonder, with the addition of Christoph Porzingis, and he took 15 shots the other night. Now, granted, Jalen still got all his shots, if you will. What happens if Jalen Brown becomes a third option? Is that a happy Jalen Brown? Because you know he's not going to be the first option. That's Jason Tatum. And good for him. He's getting the calls now. I don't know if you noticed that, Stiz. That's the first thing I said in television. I was like, he is officially down a bona fide NBA star. He's getting the calls finally in the paint. Finally! But we'll see what happens tonight. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ in for Rich Keefe. Still to come, my buddy J-Rod in Miami. We'll also get some odds. I'm surprised at this, this Patriots line. But right now, let's trend with Stitz. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, Celtics home opener tonight, Eastern Finals rematch. They'll host the Heat at the TD Garden. Tip-off in just about 20 minutes, 7.30. No injuries for the Celtics as they look to go up 2-0 to start the season. Looks like the Bruins won't be breaking their consecutive win streak to start a season record. That record was six wins done in the 1937-38 season. The Bees had the chance to break the record with seven wins last night, but they lost to the Ducks 4-3 at the TD Garden. The Bruins will stay in Boston. They'll host the Red Wings tomorrow night. Puck drop at 7 p.m. The Patriots injury report is out. Calvin Anderson has been ruled out, and eight others are questionable. Those players are Trent Brown, Vidarian Lowe, Christian Barmore, Dietrich Wise, Keon White, Josh Uche, Jonathan Jones, and Sean Wade. Ty Montgomery, Hunter Henry, Cole Strange, and Devon Godchow have cleared the injury report. The Pats fly out to Miami today. They'll take on the Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium on Sunday, kickoff at 1 p.m. The Bills beat the Bucks last night. Little Thursday night football in Buffalo, 24-18. The Bills now 5-3 on the season, and the Bucks 3-4. And, and Game 1 of the World Series between the Diamondbacks and the Rangers begins tonight. First pitch in about an hour at 8.03. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe Show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Stay in space. All right, don't clog up the paint. Give guys freedom and opportunity to make plays. Be Present yourself in the right positions. Be an outlet. Uh, and just be in the right spots. We know... Plays break down where to be, what spacing we need. <laughs> KJ and for Rich, KJ and for Rich Keith here on WEEI 617-779-7937, text line 37937. All right, about 90 seconds away from my man J-Rod down in Miami as Jason Tatum about spacing the team out, trying to figure things out with Porzingis in there, Drew Holiday in there, Derek White now as a consistent starter. Um, I, I there was a lot of minutes played by the starters. Thirty-eight, a lot, thirty-eight played by Jalen Brown alone. Right, so these guys are racking up a lot of minutes, and, and yeah, I mean, they got the NBA tournament next week, and that's why some people, some players are already sitting out already. That's what's going on. I yeah, don't be surprised if this doesn't happen with these guys after tonight. I think that tournament, that play-in tournament, starts November third in Vegas. So, get some burn now, but, I mean, there's just a really tight rotation. And if 
Two of those three coming off the bench are Pritchard and Cornette. I don't know how that's legitimate going all the way to the wire down the down the road without making some type of acquisition because the young guys and that's the funny thing, Stiz. I I I have not watched you're gonna laugh. I have not watched the preseason NBA game since two thousand. Two thousand maybe? Quarter quarter century almost. And and here's why, right? So I know Dana Barros, right? Dana Barros, local guy, starred BC, uh, NBA three-point specialist. He had just been traded from the Celtics to the to the uh, Detroit Pistons. And by that time, I'd moved to Kansas City, okay? And the Pistons had an exhibition game. I forgot against who. But this is why I'm kind of like gangster about not, not watching preseason games. So right before halftime, I said, Dana, wave my hands. Rick Carlisle was his head coach at the time. He looks over at me, looks at Dana, nods his head yes. Like how boss is that that you get to talk to an NBA player as they're going to the locker room and you get to chit-chat with them for a couple of minutes? You can only do that in the preseason. So once you've seen that in the preseason, I don't really pay attention a whole lot to what goes on in the preseason. All right, a little update for tonight's game, which starts in several minutes. Caleb Martin for the Heat is out. Um, and I guess, and, and so is Josh Richardson. So Caleb Martin not being in there, it may not feel like the NBA Eastern Conference Finals so much because Caleb Martin killed us last year. I mean, killed the Celtics last year. All right, let me bring in my buddy, J-Rod. Uh, Jim Rodriguez from Miami works. We do some work together at BetQL. Sometimes you see him with some box stuff with ESPN as well. But I figure since it's a Miami weekend, um, how are you feeling now that you know that Caleb Martin and and this minus eight and a half line for the Celtics tonight. Are you still buying? Do you buy the Celtics to win at least the first part of this Miami thing? JJ, all I know is that I lit up a cigar, sat down, had my little scotchy scotch. I said, yeah. Caleb Martin is out, and it made my Jalen Brown over 20 and a half point bet even better. Because who's going to guard Jalen Brown? Uh, you got a good point there. going to be, it, you know, Jimmy's going to be with Tatum. Adebayo's going to be with Porzingis. If you're going to put Tyler Hero on there, you're going to put Duncan Robinson on there. I mean, listen, it's game two. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. I didn't think that the Heat would win this game tonight. I, I like the under. I still like the under 217.5 over at BetMGM, but it just reinforced my Jalen Brown over 20.5 points tonight. Uh, it's a shame because you always want to see teams play each other in their best. You know, you mentioned it on on your tweet or on your X message. You know, is, is it round eight? Doesn't feel like it's round eight for this one, but um, I think it's anytime you get the Celtics in the Heat together, uh, it's always a good show. Yeah, you mentioned the battle that's going on now between the Heat and the Celtics, and it always it's starting to feel like a David versus Goliath, the big pebble in the Celtics' shoe. If even if I look back at last year, I think it was like a twenty-one to one chance for the Heat to even be the Eastern Conference winner. Like that number right now for them to be the Eastern Conference winner is like 20 to 1. Is there anything that you see that could potentially have the Heat, in terms of the conversation in Miami, and the Celtics bumping into each other in the playoffs again this year? You know, I think, I, you listen, I, I don't tell anybody, but I got the NBA script. right. It's right next to my NFL <laughs> script. So, so I, if I told you... You know, I'd have to charge you. It's behind the paywall. No, I think why not? Listen, after what we saw the Miami Heat do last year, I think 
it's ad nauseum out here, and I'm sure maybe the rest of the country hates to hear the word culture and heat culture, but it's what yes. Riley and Spolstra do. I mean, they just, you know, it's almost like Alabama football, you know, it, or Georgia football. It, you don't rebuild, you just reload. I think for the Heat, though, they've got some serious issues because they barely beat the Pistons on opening night here. And I get it, it's week one, it's game one, but, you know, there's Max Struess for the Cavaliers getting 27. And Dame Lillard, who they, you know, it was supposed to be Dame to Miami the whole time, 39 for the Bucks. You know, they didn't get Bradley Beal. There's no Gabe Vincent anymore. Caleb Martin's hurt. You know, I think if there's anybody can that recognizes that it's a marathon, not a sprint, it's the Heat, I think they'll find a way. But I think it's going to be a struggle this year for Miami. Talking to my buddy Jim Rodriguez, a.k.a. J-Rod, down in Miami, part of the BetQL family as well, ESPN work as well with boxing. We'll get into some of uh, your your overview on the Patriots uh, Fins game this weekend, but you mentioned Dame Lillard. Like the the off season talk here in Boston was like, oh man, if Dame goes to Miami, the team might be in trouble. Right. Has like the air been? Because I always said that I just thought that Tyler Hero wasn't enough. They needed to offer Tyler Hero a Hero Sarage. I need a Hero by Bonnie Tyler, and, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Like they need, needed and and the last American Hero. To, to get back in return what they were hoping to get. Does it, does, does it feel like Miami's a bit deflated because they didn't get Dame, and then you see the moves here in Boston with Drew Holiday and Christoph Przingis? Do, do you guys feel like, like man, we're really missing out? Absolutely. And remember, they, they missed out on Bradley Beal as well uh, yeah. because they were so convinced or so worried about Dame Lillard and focused on him, but they didn't get Bradley Beal either. It, it, it definitely felt like the, the heat where it was that guy at the bar that kept buying drinks all night for those two girls sitting at the end of the bar, and at the end of the night, my man's going home alone in the rideshare app. That's what, yeah. it, that's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, well, what if you find out the bar is not really a bar but actually a seesaw? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well that's, a, that's a different show. That's a different show, I think. You know, I, I just think for Miami, it was one of the first times when maybe other than when LeBron said no to Pat Riley, that, that the Heat didn't get the whale. They didn't get they, – they're always whale hunting. And I think it's more of a challenge for Riley now. It's more of a challenge for Spo, And it feeds into that everybody hates Miami, the national media, everybody's picking on Tua, the, the Heat don't belong, this, that, and the other. It just feeds into that. And, and Miami, if anything – Miami has a mighty mouse complex. It always has in the city. It, it's, it's, everybody thinks we're, we're, we're no good. Everybody thinks we don't deserve everything we get, and everybody seems to be against us. So this offseason, going into this season, just put, goes into that narrative for Miami, and you darn well know that Riley and Spo are going to feed into that with those guys. All right, it's KJ here on the Rich Keefe Show, um, talking to Jim Rodriguez down in Miami. So I talked about the Celtics in the high part of the seesaw. I now have to get to the lower part of the seesaw that's going on here, and that's the Patriots, who match up again, this time against Miami. In Miami, 1 o'clock game, nine-point spreads I'm seeing. That's that's. I think that's a bit high. Is there a feeling that after Mac Jones last week showed that he can be a comparable NFL quarterback, can get multiple touchdowns with his arm, can get long drives, can produce a comeback drive against a good Buffalo team? Is there now a concern in Miami that you're, you you expect to see a better Mac Jones or the same Mac Jones? 
Well, I think it's not even so much the Patriots, KJ. I think it's it, I think the Dolphins are turning into the, you know looking in house, looking at the mirror. This is not the same team that beat the Patriots in Week Two up in Foxborough. Mm. This team has been decimated with injuries. I mean, we today we found out that Zayn, you know, that that Terry Kill is going to play, but he had been limited all week with a hip. Jalen Waddle's got a bad back. He's been limited all week. Raheem Mostert, who ran for a buck twenty-one at Foxborough, he's right. been limited all week with an ankle. They're all going to play, but they're all banged up. And on defense, Xavier Howard is questionable with a growing. Jalen Ramsey, they were trying to rush him back. He's questionable with a knee. I don't think Ramsey's going to play. So you've got a team that is quite different that – beat the Patriots by a touchdown. So I, I think Miami wins this game. I just think they're a better team. They have a better quarterback. But nine and a half, I'll take the pass at nine and a half. And then there's that specter, of course, of Belichick coming down to South Florida where he hasn't had a lot of success, tr- chasing Don Shula, you know, 17, 17 wins away from chasing Shula to be the all-time leader in wins. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I always factor in, maybe this is a little bit of the handicapper in me, that the way the stadium there in Miami is designed, especially with these 1 o'clock games, just that sun just blaring in the opponent's face on the opposing sun uh, uh, sideline and how that may affect them. Now, I think the Patriots are going to close that. 100% correct. That's exactly the way it's designed. Right. no ifs, ands, or buts. Right. (laughs) But I think the Patriots, because they show that they could get to the running game last week, that they won't have to depend on Mac potentially in a comeback situation. Where I thought the game could be a little bit uglier the first time here in Foxborough, things were still early. You had, you know, even though Tua was undefeated against you, you figure like, when does your luck run out against Belichick? I think that's still kind of the, 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 the lingering question. I think this game ends up being a lot closer than this nine spread they're talking about. Now, the, oh, reason, yeah. why, the mm-hmm. reason why I think it's going to be closer is because I think the running game which hasn't been effective for the Patriots, uh, the, the start of the season is starting to show its head. And so the, you have some guys that are, that, are, that are still kind of fresh. Nobody's really beaten up where, as you mentioned, Raheem Mostert, I mean, the guy's been running everywhere and he's been getting hit. So, you know, when you start taking these nicks in the middle of the season, you might have to slow things down. And then uh, A-Chan is out for the season, so you don't even have your backup situation there. So I, that's something I would keep an eye on. But there is a part of me, and, I, and you'll after about about twenty minutes, I'm going to eat crow live on the air because of how bad I've been about Mac Jones this season. Is that I think this kind of fits into a narrative that Mac Jones will need take this on the road yeah, well, with a second game in a row. Potentially, it, it's going to be a close game than this nine. I'm with you. I, I agree. And then the the one thing that I think people have 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 maybe don't realize this is a classic classic trap game for Miami. Mm. Why do I say that? You get a two and five Patriots team coming to town, right? Well, who do the Dolphins play next week? They play the Chiefs and they got to go to Germany to do it. You don't mm. think they're thinking about the Chiefs? You don't think the narrative, they've heard it, that they are five and zero against bad teams and zero and two against good teams. Listen, the, the five victories that they have have been against teams that are a combined eight and 25 this mm. year. The Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, and the Panthers. It's not their fault. You play who you play. But the two good teams they played, they had their doors blown off in Buffalo, and they lost to the Eagles on Sunday night. To me, that's something that they haven't been able to overcome yet. They're good against bad teams, and they're bad against good teams. 
All right, J-Rod, before I get you out of here, are there any props that you like in this in this Miami Patriots game? Because there's such a big number on the, on the spread. Are there any props in this game or any plays? Even if he was healthy, I like under 91 and a half yards for Tyreek Hill. Mm. Belichick and that defense has shut him down the last two games. The week two win in Foxborough, he only had 40 yards. When they played in January, he only had 55 yards. Now you get him with a bad hip. I think under 91 and a half, and Mike Gusecki. It's a homecoming for him down in mm. South Florida. Well, last time I was on your show, I told you, watch out for Gusecki. He had his second-best output of 33 yards receiving against the Dolphins. It's only 16 and a half. You may want to shop around. I like Gusecki over 16 and a half receiving yards on I, Sunday. I, I like those plays right there because even though there's no Christian Gonzalez, who was the one that helped mm-hmm. shut down uh, Tyreek Hill the first time, with an injury and, and and where Kyle Duggar and where Julius Peppers has I'm not Julius Peppers, I keep I'm not the first person who's done that. Jabril Peppers has stepped into that role. I, I feel a lot more confident than when the week that Christian Gonzalez went down. So yeah, I like that under that under prop on Tyreek Hill. J Rod, thank you so much, man. It's always good to talk to you. Uh, you know what? We got your weather today. Like it, it's like mid seventies here, it's like seventy eight there, right? Uh, yeah, seventy-eight today. I was out pressure washing the driveway, smoke, smoking a nice stick today. So life is good down in South Florida. I'm glad things are okay in Boston. Maybe everybody will be in a better mood. Well, yeah. Well, it was seventy-eight <laughs> here, and different sticks were probably being smoked around these parts here because it's legal. Yeah, well, you know, J you know. <laughs> Rod. Thank you so much for joining me here on Weei. All right, that's Any Jim time, Rod. Brother. Yeah, you got it, man. That's Jim Rodriguez, part of the BetQL family here inside of Odyssey. Oh. He also loves Stiz. He's a boxing guy too, but boxing is kind of a sport that you really have to have loved it to pick it up because everything is UFC now. Yeah, I still appreciate boxing. I'm yeah. not the most knowledgeable, but there's still a couple great entertaining boxers out there. Yeah, I mean everybody watches the Canelo fight on Cinco de Mayo, stuff like that, you know. But you know, I think well, they always say that you know poverty is tied to who's great in the sport of boxing, and so kind of the, the spectrum has changed over the years. You no longer need Larry Holmes to be your champion. So, yeah, yeah J-Rod's a great guy. And uh, it's always good to have one here. He was on here last time when the, the Dolphins were in town to play the Patriots. Yeah, I, yeah, that nine-point spread. And coming up in five minutes, we'll have a uh, just an unbelievable parlay. You need to have a pen and paper out. You, you, know, you know, you have little flip pads, stays where you have to flip that. You oh, lick yeah. your finger. It's one of those because a chance for you to win over $3 million in a parlay. It's not even that crazy. But I don't know if I buy the nine and a half. But there's a part of me that feels like I can just because of that sun that's going to be in the face of the Patriots for the first half of the game. If it was a four o'clock game, I'd be like, you know what? Eh, things kind of even themselves out. And if you start getting into a third and eight, third and ten, you still have Bradley Chubb on the other side of the field. That's just something you're just going to have to. Just be leery of, especially early in the game. So the, the, the Patriots can't start slow. They can't. Um, Celtics getting ready to tip off. They're in process of tipping off now. Uh, no Caleb Martin. Whew. Yeah, I like that play also. Jalen Brown doesn't have to be guarded by Caleb Martin. So I th- look for a big night for Jalen Brown. I think that would be. I would think that would be really good for the fan base and for the team because. If Jalen still can't figure it out, and then you get into the tournament in, in Vegas, there's no home game. So, plus it's a home game. I mean, this is. I mean, the place is rocking. Aren't you? Aren't you a bit like kind of like ticked that you're not there? 
Yeah, I definitely wish I was. I'm like, why am I not there? You know. So yeah, something seventy percent chance to win the game tonight. I, I could, I see the victory. I see the victory. I even like the over of two seventeen and a half. Especially we don't have any defense. And look, yeah, you heard me get on this about the Celtics and the lack of bench scoring. I mean, there's really no bench scoring other than Duncan Robinson. Now Duncan Robinson has shown up to be like Duncan Hines and Cake, uh, but still, there's just not a lot of firepower back there. I mean, for good, for goodness gracious, Kyle Lowry. In 32 minutes last night, had the other night had no points, none. So if I don't know if you expect to get that as well, but you know when you've got Drew Holiday back there, I mean you've you've literally got somebody who can cause problems, maybe even switch on on Jimmy Butler. I don't even know if you, I don't even know you'd have to do all that. <laughs> I just don't know if Miami's there. But down later in the season, I I definitely wouldn't want to see them in the first round. That's for sure. KJ in for the Rich Keith Show six one seven. 779-7937, text line 37937. Next, make money, money, here on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch or on YouTube. Find WEEI at Twitch TV or YouTube.com. And join in the conversation in the chat. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. da 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 KJ Infrarich Keefe here on WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Hang close. I eat crow live on air and praise Mac Jones. Yes, the world must be over. Nostradamus is sitting right around the corner, hanging out <laughs> in front of the New Balance store. He's finally come around. He's finally. Well, I don't want to say that, but that's still to come. About 15 minutes. Celtics game underway. You notice, I noticed something, and maybe this is just the idiosyncratic kind of weird guy in me. And maybe I'll have someone look this up at one point. Every single starting member of the Celtics lineup has a single-digit number. I don't know if that's ever been the case in the history of the team where their primary starting lineup, nobody had a number higher than the number 10. None of them. Four eight seven zero nine. Wow, four eight seven zero nine. Oh my! <laughs> I hope I'm not living anybody out now. Yeah, I yeah I, I like I I I do like what Brad Stevens has done with this team, and we're minutes away from a chance at winning. Well, not for me, but a parlay that pays out over three million dollars. And and they're only spreads. That's that's the other thing. It's nothing crazy. It's not like you have to pick Our Lady of Assumption to cover, you know, to win. <laughs> they don't have to win. They just don't have to lose by as much. That's in that's in one minute. If you missed any of the show, I talked about the Celtics and, and how they've pieced together and how I do like they have front court presence. I'm one of those who've always said that, you know, Jalen Brown and 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 Jason Tatum are a bit of a duplication. And that's and that might have been a little bit of the reason why you saw Jalen Brown kind of struggle because they they do both of the same things right like they're both slashers obviously Tatum's a little bit bigger if you ask me I really don't think that Tatum is a is a four Horford's more of a four but you, we need somebody off the bench and it is going to be Tatum <laughs> that's why I can understand the Derek White joke but but I think there are things that are in place and we still have to wait and see if Cornette. <laughs> Or Pritchard pops because one of them is going to have to pop. These guys are playing 38 minutes a game as the starters. So 
So if you missed any of the show, the Odyssey app is free. Uh, just uh, text, I mean, I'm sorry, just type 37, I'm sorry, just type 937, all these numbers. You know what it is, Stiz? I did not eat dinner before I came in, and that's usually not the case. Got to eat your Wheaties for breakfast, man. Yeah. I said dinner. Yeah, food. <laughs> all right, 10 minutes away from Patriots Talk, but right now, let's do it, Stiz. Jesus, this computer is going the crazy. Compu- it didn't have dinner either, huh? Oh, my huh? God. <laughs> KJ, I'm going to have to close this out and reopen it. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on. All right, people just want to know how to make this money money. All right. I don't think they want I don't think it These are all spreads, NFL, and a couple of college football sprinkled in. I'll give you a little background on the college football ones. But take the Dallas Cowboys minus six, Rams at the Cowboys the Rams are still figuring some things out. I think the Cowboys are in desperation mode. Sometimes when you have a dog cornered in, sometimes the worst place to have a dog is cornered because they could definitely bite. I like the Cowboys to win this by a touchdown. Minnesota Vikings, minus one and a half at Green Bay. Jordan Love is Jordan foreplay. All that foreplay and talk about Jordan Love just ain't happening. Yeah, they had to come, out against, come back against the Saints. And who are we as Patriots fans to make fun of the Saints? But it's still the Saints. Minnesota by one and a half at Green Bay. And now that Kirk Cousins got that primetime monkey off of his back, I think Kirk Cousins starts to take off. Minnesota can start to show its teeth a little bit. I think that's coming. Falcons minus two and a half at the Tennessee Titans. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Will Levis goes for the Tennessee Titans. And so go the Tennessee Titans with the loss. I like the Falcons to win two and a half. Is the spread. I do wonder about what's going on with B. John Robinson. A lot of people were kind of like, yo, he wasn't on the injury report. I think the NFL is trying to remind you that. I don't care about your bet slip. <laughs> we're going to do what we do, but I like the Falcons two and a half at Tennessee. Colts plus one at home against the Saints. Look, the way the Colts had that dog fight last week. I like what they might be able to do points-wise, even with Gardner Minshew back there. I think the more that Gardner Minshew plays, the more confidence they get. Uh, Taylor has been back now for a couple of weeks, so I expect those wheels to continue to spin and get better. I like the Colts. Not really that much of an upset, but at plus one, take the spread. Colts at home versus the Saints. Dolphins nine and a half against the Patriots. Yeah, there's a piece of me that doesn't believe me believe that it could be that, but then there's a piece of me that believes it could be that. Sure, Tyreek Hill's got the bum hip, but look, that might just mean that, okay, Tyreek Hill only goes for 110 yards instead of 180. I like the, I like the Dolphins at 9.5. It's the tricky play, but if it hits, I think some of these other things will be worth the wait. The Giants, plus 3. Versus the Jets, obviously nobody has a home game. Nobody, it's a home game for everybody and an, an away game for nobody. I, there's just something about the Jets where they they remind me a lot of last year's Patriots. Good this week, don't flash the next week. Good this week, don't flash the next week. I like what Tyrod Taylor is doing there. And if you need any quiz questions, Tyrod Taylor was the first African-American to ever win a game for the Giants as its starting quarterback in the history of its team. <laughs> Hello, Pumpsy Green, right? I'm sorry. Giants plus three at home against the Jets. Jags at Pittsburgh Steelers. 
I like the Jags in the minus two and a half. I think between what Travis Etienne has been able to do, not only in between the tackles, but in the red zone, Calvin Ridley has flashed at times, but you've also got Christian Kirk out there, and the use of Evan Ingram has been impressive. The Steelers have been kind of a hot talk, if you will, at 4-2. and two. I still haven't bought into the Steelers just yet because I'm not from Pittsburgh. I like Mike Tomlin, but I don't, I don't know. I like the Jags, minus 2.5. Eagles, minus 7 at the Commanders. We're talking the Commanders. Now, if Jalen Hurts decides to throw the ball towards the end of the game and they're up by 9, I'm going to throw a shoe at the television. So if the Eagles get things in gear, and they need to because there's been a bit of slippage, at Washington, minus 7, I believe they cover. Houston Texans at the winless Carolina Panthers, another winless Sunday for the Panthers. The Texans have have shown themselves to not be one of the worst teams in the league. And at 3.5 on the road, it's the battle of the top two quarterbacks taken this past year, and C.J. Stroud, and of course Bryce Young. Uh, Bryce Young has struggled quite a bit. But the Panthers are 0-5, and as Bill Parcells said, your record says you are. Seattle Seahawks at home versus Cleveland. Tricky game, minus 3.5. I do like the running game they get out of Kenneth Walker there in Seattle. That crowd there is absolutely bonkers. Cleveland, I think, off of that high of beating the 49ers and then coming so close last week. I, eh, I'm i not really – I'm not sold on the Browns. Um and you don't know if you have Deshaun Watson. That's the other part. So I like Seattle minus three and a half. Chiefs minus seven at Denver. Kansas City has won 15 straight against Denver, I believe. Make it 16. Ravens at the Cardinals minus nine and a half. I think the, I think the Ravens are the most dangerous team in the NFL right now because all the things that you said that Lamar Jackson couldn't do, they've gotten those weapons for him. Hi, Zay Flowers. We really miss you here in Boston. They are, they are, they are, they are beast right now. I like them to cover the 9.5 on the road at Arizona. 49ers, they've got to recover. They've got the Bengals coming into town. Minus 4. That's going to be a close game. That might be a nail-biter right there, but I think San Francisco covers. I think Cincinnati still has to figure out some of the things about their offensive line. They had a bye week, but let's see if they're fresh on the road against one of the better teams in the league. The Chargers, minus 8.5 against the Bears. Yeah, the Bears won with a backup last week, but now they've got film on that backup this week. I like the Chargers to light it up. Probably win that game by 10. Chargers by 8.5. Then we get to the college games. Just a couple of them. Florida State at Wake Forest. Minus 20.5. Get this. Wake on average missed the spread by 4 points and only have covered the spread 42% of the time. Florida State's average margin of victory, 23 points. 23 minus 4, like 19. So I like Florida State to cover the 20.5. Oklahoma at Kansas, minus 9.5. Look, Oklahoma is a beast against the spread, except for last week, and they just won by a couple of points. They usually cover by 9, while Kansas misses the average spread by almost just under half a point. And the numbers bake just right, but I can't see Oklahoma missing the spread in back-to-back weeks. Then, I also like Florida to cover the 14.5, It's a neutral venue, Georgia at Florida. It's the, I call it the redneck drinking game. Um, Look, Georgia, despite them being the number one team in the the nation, they're one in five against the spread. And their best target, Brock Bowers, is out for four to six weeks. Florida has been the underdog three times this season and are one and two against the spread. The hook is the burner here. I don't think that Florida 
I don't think that Georgia covers the 14 and a half. They may win by 14, but I like Fort Florida 14 and a half. That's the number. And Miami minus 18 and a half. Virginia at Miami, even though Virginia upset UNC. I still think Virginia is one of the worst teams in the league. So watch this. this. Take all those games and you listen on the Odyssey app. Bet $10, put it in a parlay, and your payout. Three, stop the music. $3,889,790.25. Oof, that's some money. That's how you make money, money here on WEEI. The second hour, Rich Keefe Show. KJ Inform, next.